Check, check, one, two. Check, check, one, two. Mic, check. Wait, do that again? Mic, check. Or, no, mic, two. Oh, yeah, you're... I was going to say, I don't think that... Uh, mic, check. All right, yeah, you're good. You're good. All right. In three, two, one. Hello? You've reached Hoop and Holler, a square one podcast on basketball and other shenanigans. Danny Green, I'm mad at Danny Green. I just want to thank everybody that's been in my corner during this time. With Reagan Griffin Jr. Reagan, you're the best, man. I'm the clamp guy. I am the Giannis Antetokounmpo of Lion Center. Eddie Sun. Probably won't get hired by, you know, ESPN anytime soon. So <laughs> you don't got that clutch connection. And Julio Martinez. On uh, Giannis and the Bucks, I told you so, I told you so, I told you so. Please clap. It comes from at underscore underscore uh, KLU2 on Twitter. Bro, the fact I'm that you knew there were two underscores before the said at underscore underscore KLU. He knows your that, Twitter. That means I'm tweeting it too much. But at, when it boils down, like that's what we're here for is the yeah. basketball. What is going on, Hoop and Hollerites? It is Reagan Griffin here on the mic again, joined as always by Julio Martinez. Today, we are on somewhat of a time crunch because we don't want to try to film too, too late. So... We're going to go ahead and jump right into it. Julio, I would ask you how you're doing, but I know you're doing great. Because I know today you don't give a damn anyway. It's a fun episode, isn't it? You said I don't give a damn. I do give a damn. I always give a damn about how you're doing. But today's a fun episode. Very. Last week was a fun episode, but this week, you know, it could be fun too. But it was difficult. Today we're going to do our top 10. By the way, we completely ripped this off of a podcast called Through the Wire, which you also check out. Very good podcast. Kenny Beecham, Pierre Andreessen, Mike, all them dudes over at uh, House of Highlights, and they got their thing from a list that somebody had done on Spotify Green Room or something like that. Yeah. And I think also this list, and, and Reagan's about to introduce it, is very fitting to this NBA season just because of the amount of players that, as we mentioned, I think, two, three episodes ago, how many players really uh, – is sound not going good? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Okay. Um, just because so many freaking players were scoring 30 – 40, 50 points. I mean, uh, I remember two weeks ago, I think, like Sadiq Bay, and that's not a bad player or anything, but Sadiq Bay dropped like 50 or I don't even know how much it was. Right. Something insane. So, so yeah, the list that we have going today is the top 10 most skilled players in the NBA. The top 10 most skilled players in the NBA, which – it's so hard to do. It's so yeah, hard to we do. We couldn't even come up with an order, honestly. I came up with my top three. I feel like we got to do an order. We got to take a stab at an order. Even if it is hard, I think this is probably going to have the most, which, by the way, side note, Eddie actually sent in a list of his We have to 10. mention his. Yeah, we got to mention his. Um, But I feel like this is the list that we're going to have the most disparity on of any list that we've ever done, just because skill is such a hard to define. Hard to define, and it's... I'm not going to say it's up to the eye of the beholder. I was literally but, just going to say that. Yeah. But it's like we each kind of view it in a different way, and I'm kind of stuck in my way. But right. Whatever. That's why I'm very interested in hearing what you have to say, and I'm very interested in hearing how each of us, and Eddie threw his two cents in too on how each of us is justifying our own definition of skill in today's NBA. Um, we can run through some brief news and notes before we get into that. Evan Mobley was injured. Quick question for you, real rapid fire. If he can't play for the rest of the season, is he still the rookie of the year? You got Cade, you got Scotty. Those are pretty much the two dudes pushing uh, him. 
he'd be out two weeks. Two weeks is like seven games. I don't know. Has he missed any other time? If he hasn't missed any other time, then I would say he's still in the running. Let's say he did sh- briefly. I'm not entirely sure, though. Let's say he's missed three three more uh, games other than this seven-game stretch or whatever it's going to be. Mm-hmm. If it's 12 and under, I'd still give it to him. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and making his return to the court, Paul George, who may or may not have his name in the conversation today for most skilled NBA players, um, he looked pretty good. He had, I think, 36 and 5. Um, they they did a 25. Uh, they came back from down 25. Yeah, he had 20 points in the third. Yeah. Which was, yeah that's and Donovan crazy. Mitchell looked <laughs> so frustrated. Yeah. No, Donovan game. Mitchell don't want to be a Utah Jazz. Uh-uh. No, no way. Um. I guess you did mention it pre-show if we want to talk about it a little bit. We're doing another episode. Stay tuned. We're going to talk about how Paul George's return to the Clippers could affect the playoff picture. Um, But for right now, we're not going to beat around the bush no more. Let's go ahead and jump into the very interesting discussion, the top 10 most skilled NBA players. So before we get into it, do we want to start with Eddie's list? We should should do – I don't know if we want to go 1 to 10 or 10 to 1, whatever, but we should each define kind of – how you're, you're doing skill. Unless you want to go, you want to no, define I, it throughout. I think, we, I think a definition is fitting to start with. Um, I can read Eddie's. All right, yeah, read Eddie's. And mind you, he can't really, you know, I'm not, a per, he's not going to text how he truly, how we, he would like fully express himself. But th- this is what he uh, kind of texted us in the group chat. So Eddie said, my, crit- my criteria, skill means how good you are at reading and executing basketball moves, passing reads, and scoring moves all considered. I don't give advantage to physical attributes, height, size, length, vert, speed by itself, but consider when a player can use the attributes to create advantages. And that's just a point where I I would disagree a little bit, but that's neither here nor there. So he continues, offense only, not because I don't care about defense, but he because doesn't. I don't think you can put offense and defensive skills on the same scale. That's true. And so that's true what he said at the end. Um, but the thing I wanted to get into the most was uh, like the height, size, and kind of natural God-given talent, I guess, you could paint it as, that a player has. Um, but we, we can get into that as we go throughout. Gotcha. So do you want me to go ahead and get into mine? Go ahead. So I kind of had to compartmentalize it a little bit um, because to me, I'm with Eddie, that defense is kind of on its different scale. Um, But particularly offensive skills, you kind of have three layers to it, and that's guard skills, wing skills, and post skills. And some of those skills overlap, and some of them are universal. But to me, like to weigh a guy like Joel Embiid's skill set versus – I don't know, DeJounte Murray's skill set is, like, hard to do. So that, for me, was the hardest part of this entire list is as I'm ranking dudes and they play different positions, how am I weighing their skill set relative to their position? What I'm not going to do is say, oh, damn, look at Joel Embiid's turnaround jumper, but he's seven feet, and put that, make him higher on the list because he's doing guard skills at seven feet tall. I don't want to say, like, what's your skill relative to your size 
just what your skill is relative to your position in the context of the game, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to be impressed with the fact that, uh, I mean, I am going to be impressed, but I'm not going to factor in the fact that Joel Embiid can do guard and wing skills as a big. But what I am going to factor is the fact that, you know, he's very skilled in the post. Yeah. And then as kind of like a sprinkle or a cherry on top, okay, he's also like not incompetent in those other things as well. Exactly. Um. Yeah. But so for in terms of guard skills, I narrowed it down to can you handle the rock with your right and your left? Can you pass the ball? And that's both in terms of reading and anticipating. Can you score at all three levels on both sides of the court? Can you facilitate a pick and roll? Can you finish at the rim on either side with either hand at different angles on all three levels of the backboard? And can you hit floaters? Those are the kind of skills that initially jumped out to me in terms of guards. As a point guard or a former point guard, Julio, am I missing something there? Because that, that's oh, I, I know I, I know like there's a lot of like nuanced shit that like I see, can never understand. And, and this is where I get, as Reagan would say, ill. Get ill with my definition. My definition is too long mm. for I, I can go three hours. Honestly, mm. and this is something I'm going to get into when we talk about our list and, and one uh, player in particular. Uh, you guys can probably guess who, who that is for me. But see, w when I think skill, bro, it's every little intricate like uh, let, let me let, let, let me just uh, start with this. Like, let me give you an example when it comes to shooting. OK. State. I feel like you're about to go on like a really long tangent. I'm wondering if I should finish first. Go I ahead. Want, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't want to like. I I want you to have the go space ahead. to go ahead and get into because I'm honestly really, really interested on what skill looks like from the perspective of someone who put as much time, energy, and effort into the game as you did. Because mm -hmm. to the average fan, skill probably looks very different. Um, but it's it's really it's funny because when you talk to people, particularly guards who played basketball, whether that's you. Um, whether that's, you know, just some YouTubers that I watch, definitively, they all swear by the fact that Kyrie Irving is the most skilled player to ever play the game of basketball. Ever. And to me, if it's that consistent, it means something that dudes who put their blood, sweat, and tears into this shit all understand how skilled Kyrie Irving is. There's something there. But I digress. Wing skills, <clears throat> a lot of the same things as guard skills, except it's in a bigger body. Um, the handle, I don't expect as much. I just need it to be a little bit more just functional. Right. Um, but essentially what I'm looking at is can you score at all three levels on both sides of the court without someone creating for you? Right. That's to me what's defining skills as a wing. Cause really when we think about wings and skills, it's generally just scoring skills. Mm -hmm. And if you have guard skills, then you're just Luka Doncic, just big wing. Yeah. Um, and then post skills, I'm looking at touch around the rim. How teaches you, how deep is your post bag? Do you understand how to utilize? This is very important. Yes. Do you understand how to utilize leverage, yes. not just be strong? Yes. Because if you're just strong, you get Andre Drummond. If you understand how to utilize leverage, you actually have a fighting chance in the post, which is why you see a lot of guards have damn good post games because they understand how to use for lack of a better word, their ass. In balance. In balance, right? You're not fucking just throwing your shoulder into mm -hmm. somebody. Yeah. And then can I trust you to make decisions in the short roll slash high post? That's a kind of a feel thing. How is your fluidity? Can you move well for a big? Mm -hmm. um, and then the universal skills, I need you to be able to have IQ and read the floor. Is your footwork, I learned this from you. 
I never understood how nuanced in intentional footwork was in basketball till I started training with you last year. Um, is your footwork consistent? Mm-hmm. When you get into your jump shot, does it look the same every time? Because if it doesn't, you're losing the battle. You're losing the battle. And then can you self-create? Yeah. I feel like that's the that's the core <clears throat> of what um, skill is. Do you have the ability to create for yourself and then tangentially others as well? Um, but yeah, that that's kind of the, yeah. the layout that I had in terms of my criteria. But okay, you so, have the floor. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to take up the whole time and I'm not going to give my whole definition. I'm going to just give a quick sneak peek, like quick glance on how I view skill. Let's just start from the perspective of shooting because so, okay. So, so many people talk about skill. Oh, it's just shooting, dribbling and finishing. Let's say, bro, you know that each of those three layers carry like a million other fucking layers within that. Mm. So let's, let's take something like shooting. Let's do a, a quick little, um, experiment, right? So shooting, we have. How good is your stationary catch-and-shoot shooting? Mm-hmm. How good is your going left catch-and-shoot shooting? Mm-hmm. How good is your going right catch-and-shoot shooting? How good is your going left dribble catch-and-shoot three and mid-range? <laughs> you know, you How good? Like, seriously. <laughs> you sound like this. I, I'm, not even, I'm not even trying to make a joke. Like, this I is exactly how I view. But, like, the, you remember the, the video where he's like, one dribble pull up, two dribble pull yeah. up. Yeah, I feel yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it, it's a funny thing to listen to, but he has a point, too. Yeah. He has a point. And then, look, look, this is where it kind of gets confusing for people. So, uh, how good is your going right, one dribble, two dribble, whatever, dribble pull up? How good is your downhill dribble pull up? Mm. And then, how good are those dribble pull ups when you have to change your footwork, mm. when you have to use different footwork. Why do I say that? Giannis has gotten comfortable with a down, with a downhill dribble, hesitation three. Mm-hmm. Why do I say that? Because it looks the exact same mm, every. every fucking time. Every time. Giannis, what if I put the ball in your right hand instead of your left? What if I make you step with your right foot first and then your left? How... I guarantee you those percentages drop by like half. Yeah. I guarantee you. How good is that shooting on each of those things that I just mentioned? When you have to change your footwork, when you have to change your hand, and you have to change your rhythm. Mm -hmm. Because I just created like 30 layers just in that, and I'm not done with shooting. What do they call those things, bro? Where like it branches off into a bunch, you know? Yeah. Ah, it's like a math thing. I wish Eddie was here. Not also no racial shit, but I know he would. Uh, uh. A, a, a deck a, it's like something oh what is that fucking yeah. a fractal is that it i don't know i don't know but um and then i i can just go into like so much controlled fades controlled uh spin fades controlled spin fades on your right and left controlled spin fades on the on the baseline on the right bait on, on the right corner you know where uh right-handed shooters don't really love to shoot and it's just like a fractal. A fractal. That's what it is. You know how a fractal like keeps on going into yeah. itself? Yeah. That's kind of like what you're saying. With and so essentially skill. what I'm trying to say, my if I had to define my definition of skill because I can't define it 
if someone someone uh, were to tell me to put it in a dictionary, I can't define it because I'll I'll take up the whole fucking dictionary, right? Mm -hmm. If I were to define if I had to define it by one word, I would define it by counter. Hmm. Can, that's it. Can I counter you in any given way possible? Anyway, I like that. That's it. That that, that's it. what it is for me because I that, can keep I can keep going on and I on. I was that like to that point. I feel like. It, it like you said, it's so hard to to boil down to one idea, but skill is almost like the ability to, if presented with any given situation or circumstance how, on the court, have an answer. How comfortable are you in the most uncomfortable situation? That's it. That yeah. that that that's that's what it is, and that's why obviously Kobe played for for my favorite team, so I'm gonna have some bias. But that's he's the toughest. Shot. He's the best. He's the greatest, toughest shot maker of all time, which is why I have him as you know up there near or a, as my goat. So when I talk about him, Kyrie, and dudes like that, is because I just see them and I almost don't care about efficiency because I know how tough those shots are, mm -hmm. and it's like it almost you know you have to give credence to that. So before we get into these lists, I will say when I was weighing players and I, to, to be quite honest I'm looking at my list now and I'm still not 100% on it yeah. and it's bound it, it's very likely will change as we go through the course of this episode just because it's such a complicated topic to discuss um but as I'm weighing different players against one another I do value like if you are at elite at one skill versus well-rounded in a bunch of different skills, I tend to go towards elite. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm, when I'm not, I don't just mean elite. I mean like all-time great. So when I think about Stephen Curry, one of the most skilled dudes in the NBA, point blank period, greatest shooter to ever live, given those different circumstances and situations that you discussed, going right, going left, downhill, range, you know, turn around, whatever the case may be. Steph also can score from anywhere on the court. I don't think people give him enough credit for that. But if you're elite, all-time great at something, I'm weighing that a lot in my list. Um, is there any sort of wrinkle or nuance that people should understand about your list? Uh, no. No? I don't think so. Gotcha. No. All right, with that said, should we start with Eddie's top 10? Yeah, we can go uh, with Eddie's. Do you want to go 10 to, to 1? Or one to ten. Um and do you wanna go okay, Reagan's ten is this, Eddie's ten is this, my ten is this? Yeah, I think we should do that. Yeah. Yeah. So Eddie's ten. Eddie's ten. Are you looking at it? Mm -hmm. You might as well say it. Eddie put uh Devin Booker at number ten. I I I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. I'm not mad at that either, because I mean he's close to it. And it's like it's too like I don't, I don't want to say confusing, but it's just so nuanced that you can go in a variety of different ways. So I'm not mad at it. Yeah. Um, Devin Booker is a guy who can score, again, from all uh, levels of the floor. What he can use help in is obviously finishing. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, another dude that uh, can use some help in that area is, is Jason Tatum, too. Yeah. But um, Devin Booker, I mean, the way he handles the rock – can shoot the three, score off the dribble, hit the mid-range. And when he's on, 
he's almost you, you know unstoppable and that's not even mentioning like his passing ability yeah and his uh, ability to kind of run an offense more so than the average i would say traditional shooting guard that's facts and so um i'm i'm not mad at at that at all who is your 10 Trey Young Trey Young I'm still weighing my ten right now. Like Trey Young might might be even higher on the list. Um, I'm just gonna stick with what I got. But Trey Young's a dude who he's an I would say he's an overrated three point shooter. Yeah, but he can get very very hot. But that's and, not a skill. That's not a, like that. Like to me, that's where I started coming in with Trey Young, and that's why I think he's ultimately gonna miss my list is because he's a very, very skilled ball handler and a very skilled facilitator. Yeah. He's not a very skilled scorer of the basketball. He's a good finisher, right? But when I think about if I put Trey Young, and it's it's not this cut and dry, but I had to think about it like this. If I put you one-on-one three dribbles against any number of dudes in the NBA, are you going to get your game off? Probably not. Trey Young uses a lot of pick and roll. Yeah. So – I, mean, I had to dock him for that. The guy I had at, at 11 is Bradley Beal. Mm. And so we'll, we'll get into who who just, like, missed out on yeah. our list. But, like, if you put him in a one-on-one competition, Bradley Beal would – I'm not going to say – no, I mean, nobody's going to kick people's asses. But I can it, think of a few people. Except if it's KD. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think Bradley Beal, like, you have a point, would be Trey Young. Right. But yeah. who's your 10? My 10 is Paul George. I got to have Paul George on my list. Um, and I'm not even saying it from a standpoint of this is a dude that's 6'9". Like I said, I wasn't going to do that for this. But all things equal, no, he's, he's just flat out the skilled as fuck. Ball handling. Ball handling, and he can go get his own bucket. So he, when I talk about a dude, when I say I'm weighing like what you are on the entire spectrum of things, this is somebody who has guard skills and wing skills. And having that much ground to cover in terms of your skill set, um, being somebody that I can both trust to say, hey, I need 30 tonight. You got that? Or I need you to facilitate the entire offense tonight. You got that? Like, to your point with Devin Booker, I think Paul George is built in a similar mold, except he's probably a better facilitator better. and a worse scorer. But, um, yeah, Paul George, as you can see from last night, he didn't take him too much time to get back into the swing of things. Duke can go. Yeah. So he's my 10. Uh, number nine for Eddie is Luca, that's too low. It's too low for me. That's but, too low. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not too mad at it. Yeah, it, it it's just too low for me, because this is. I don't know. Perhaps it's kind of an aesthetic thing. So, but if I can see your mind processing as I'm watching you play, like you're you're able to slow the game down yeah, so, so much to where, like, literally whatever you want, you can get. Yeah, that's too low for me. One of one of the things um, is uh, I I asked this question. How can you, on the topic of skill, uh, how can you make the game easiest for yourself through tactical moves countering defensive attacks? Like, how mm. easy can you make the you game for yourself? a lot of good, like, blurbs for and, skill. And, and so, Luca, what he does, when they rush all the big, long, strong, uh, fast, good defensive wings at him, why does he still move five miles an hour, but still gets his fucking thirty-five? Yeah. How does that shit happen? Him and Kawhi, uh, him and Kawhi both, when they drive to the basket, 
they start slowing down like as slow as a snail. Why? They're, they're big bodies, and yes, that helps them, but they know how to, especially Luka more so than Kawhi, they know how to contort their bodies, keep balance, and move at the pace that they want to keep at rather than get rushed. And so that helps him uh, retain stability, balance, and you know dictate the defense even though they're trying to dictate him and speed him up. My thing with Luka on why I think he's way too low, can we name a single thing on the basketball court we don't think he's capable of? If I point to any spot on the court, I feel like he can score. He's not a great three-point shooter. He's not like a a great— He's um, like Trey Young in that sense. Yeah. I would say he's probably slightly better because he takes—well, no, Trey Young takes a lot of tough ones too. Um, Yeah, I guess in terms of three-point shooting, he could be improved. But I can point to any spot on the floor, and I can trust Luka Doncic to go get a, a bucket from there. I can point to any spot on the floor, and I can trust Luka to facilitate offense from there. I can point to any spot on the floor, and I know Luca can go get to that spot. He knows the spots. He understands where and how and when to go get his buckets, not to mention he can make every pass on the floor. He anticipates and reacts well. Like He, he literally does it all. That's way too low for Luca. Who's your nine? My nine is uh, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is interesting. Yeah. Jason Tatum's a name that I considered, but I'm not sure I would even – like he's – I mean, honestly, Jason Tatum might be out and Bradley Bill might be in. But, I mean, Jason Tatum, especially this season, if he if he keeps this up. It's the consistency for me. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's not – it's been so, like – I don't even want to say up and down. It's like up and plateau with Jason Tatum that I couldn't put him up there, even though I do love his game. I think his handle could stand to get better. I think his – Playmaking. It can get better, but it's like nice he's improved as in these areas. He's improved his handle. He's improved his finishing. He's improved his playmaking. But I think all of it could stand to get a lot better. And the, I'll, I'll just say this ahead of time: the sort of wing skill sets. I don't think there's a lot of guys on my list that purely had a wing skill set. You had to have some guard skill sets there too, with the exception of one guy, um, because. I'm not sure any of the wings in today's NBA are as skilled at what they do as the guards are at what they do. Like a Jason Tatum, a DeMar DeRozan. Like Devin Booker made my list because he also had guard skills. Luka Doncic made my list because he also had guard skills. I'm not sure I trust any of those wings. Like you have to start scratching the surface of what Tracy McGrady and Kobe Bryant and Dwayne Wade. Like, I need to see that from you for me to say top 10 skill in the NBA. Yeah. I, uh, you said a name right there that I'm going to find so interesting because I'm his biggest fan, DeMar. Mm-hmm. But I can't put him. Is over- he on your list? No. He's not on my list either. I can't put him over people like Tatum, Booker, PG. Th- those are the three names. Uh, I-, I can't put him over them because. I- Although he may be, like, I'm not going to say a lot better, like slightly better or just maybe, you know, better than those dudes in the mid-range, those dudes are just by far and away universally greater at the three-point line. And again, three-point shooting is not just catch-and-shoot shooting right. in my definition. It's a bunch of shit, and DeMar just doesn't do that. Yeah. With DeMar, I feel like it's a little bit of recency bias there. The season's been phenomenal for him. Um, but you go look at some of the numbers, like it's his first best or second best 
field goal percentage season of all time. Um, he's putting up more shots this year than he ever has, so it looks a lot better. Um, he's been pretty consistent with it, but can I trust it year in and year out? I need to see it first. Mm-hmm. I need to see it first because I'm not sure anyone was saying Toronto, definitely not San Antonio, DeMar DeRozan would be a top 10 skill NBA player. I can't just put you on my top 10 list after the singular season, even as if it's been as great as it's been. Yeah. Who's um, your nine? My nine is a dude that I feel like needs more love in this conversation. And I damn near put him on there just because I feel like it. And I think Darius? He, Darius motherfucking Garland, bro. Darius Garland, what can he not do? He shoots the three ball at like a 37, 38 clip. He's he almost handled, like, he's almost, and I'm not trying to say he's better than Trey Young, but he's almost like Trey Young, but better at shooting. He's better at shooting. His handle's His the handle's same. tight. I would, ooh, I feel like his handle's tighter than Trey's. I mean, I feel like his handle's tight. Like the ball control the dude has is, I don't think I've seen anything like it in an NBA setting. The like, touch is pretty much the, the touch same. The touch is amazing. But it's almost like it's like a thing that he does with his hang dribbles. That's like, what the fuck? How do you trust yourself to do that? It, it's phenomenal, man. And Darius, like he make he can make any pass on the court with right or left hand. He can see it coming. He can anticipate it and he can react to it. Um, he has this way of making and Trey does it too. He has this way of making his floaters look like lobs and his lobs look like floaters. That's like confuses the hell out of the defense. Um, I would say he probably does not possess. He's definitely a better scorer than Trey, but that's not innate to him. But you see when he needs to pull it out, like in those situations where the Cavs were dealing with injury issues like they were earlier this season, he had some fucking 40 balls this season. Pulled it out. So he can definitely score with the best of them. Darius Garland needs to be a consistent name in this list. Yeah. Needs to be a consistent name in this list. I would say top three handle in the NBA, damn near. After Kyrie and, and Curry. I make yeah. that argument for Darius right there. So yeah, he's he's my nine man. I feel like he deserves a lot more um, recognition in lists like these. All right, so eight for Eddie is uh, Donovan Mitchell. I kind of felt eh about this one. Like, yeah, dude has a lot of skill. Um, his finishing ability, I would say, is a, a tad bit overrated. He has very nice, emphatic dunks. Just, just like Russell Westbrook, but to a lesser extent. Mm-hmm. Um, his dunks make it seem like he's a great finisher, which I wouldn't say that he is because when we're talking about finishing ability, it's not It's not just like field goal percentage, just what you said. Can you finish with both hands? Can you finish with both hands on both sides, right? That That's, that's layered four times over. Can you hit the bottom of the backboard? The bottom, the, of the, backboard, the middle, the top. The top. All that stuff. Um, can you finish? Can you, you hit have floaters? On both hands, yeah, so, so it, it's a bunch of shit. So it's not just like, can you dunk the ball, right? So I think th- this one's, um, I would, I definitely didn't have him in my top ten. Yeah, I, I think that's too high for Donovan. Um, it was less of a finishing thing for me and more of his passing ability. Like it's coming that's around. Right. Um, but I still feel like. He's not a he's not a god given he I mean he's not a point guard so um he's short so when you think about him being short yeah those passing those uh passing lanes and like passing to the wings passing to the corners those become like shrunken and especially when you don't have a point guard mindset on how to make those passes it's like and like passes in the pick and roll let's say mm-hmm. 
It's just it doesn't come instinctual to it, him. It's, it's getting there because you see clips of it here and there where it's like, okay, that was a really nice one. But mm-hmm. I still feel like he's more of a reactionary passer than an anticipatory passer. Um, in that, like, is he passing guys open or is he recognizing when guys are open? And this is something we're gonna get into next with my guy that um, I have next. Let's see. So you, who's your eight? Jokic. Jokic is fucking insane, bro. Is that too low for Jokic? Maybe. Maybe. And maybe I can have him higher. But bro's just insane. He is insane. He's so crazy. Yeah. I mean, those passes. And, you know, I, I don't even want to give too much credit to the passes where he gets it in the post and doesn't even look. And bro just throws it back yeah. behind his head. But his passing ability from really all phases of the court, in the front court, in the post, in the mid-range, in the high post, whatever, from three when he's playing out in the perimeter, and in transition. Yeah. That shit's insane. He can dribble the ball. He can shoot from all, from, from all three levels. And here's the thing. With him and Luka, him in the post, even though he's a big body, nobody would say that he's... Yes, he is stronger than he looks, but nobody would say... Like, him versus Embiid. Like, who has that size advantage? Embiid. Even who has a size advantage in Andre Drummond and Jokic? Probably Drummond. Mm-hmm. But it's how you use your body how you contort your body, how you use your balance, and how you get do it's, it's almost like a in, a in a one-on-one king of the court, how you use your jab steps to create, you know, creases of, of spaces. How he uses his freaking spin moves and, like, just shoulders to, like, fake out, defend. It's it's insane. And incredible touch, too. Yeah, yeah I mean, touch. the touch. Um, yeah, I, I think that was something that I wanted to make sure didn't go understated when it came to Nikola Jokic and why I think he's higher on my list. Like, his post game is incredible. And I think the first thing that a lot of people think about when it comes to Jokic is his passing ability, which rightfully so, honestly, because it's all time. But his post game is absolutely ridiculous, borderline indefensible. Like, when I talk about I can't think of a guy who I think could guard Nikola Jokic, it's because he takes shots that are unguardable. He's slow as fuck. He has no lift. But yet he like kills you. It's like what? He's tough, man. I think that might be too low. My eight, and I'm I'm honestly second guessing it. But I I think the only reason I'm second guessing is because he didn't make Eddie's list. So I'm gonna stick by it. Chris Paul. Oh, I have him higher. <laughs> Chris Paul is like I, okay, so we we can agree that he's bugging. Eddie's bugging for saying I considered him briefly. <laughs> like what? You consider Chris Paul briefly? That's I, I can already feel like the playoff hate, and I love it, Eddie. I love it because I hate the Phoenix Suns too. But you were kind of stupid. I don't want to call you stupid, but like, come on, bro. That's wild. We can just put it like that. That's wild to say you considered Chris Paul briefly before you put. Uh, okay, how? Okay, damn! I wish Eddie was here. How are we putting Donovan Mitchell over Chris Paul? You can't. That's crazy. That's crazy. We can't do that. But let, like, I'll, I'll flip this to you, man, because I feel like there, of anyone who could appreciate Chris Paul's skill, you're probably the best guy to speak to it. To me, it's like the passing, it's the pick and roll, snake dribble. I get to my spots. I hit that at a higher clip than damn near anybody in NBA history. You talk about like shooting off base. He's got that in spades. You talk about the floater. You talk about the finishing. He's not as he's not. He's never been the most athletic dude. 
And I think that's a testament to his skill that he's lasted. Here he is, age, what, 37, 38, still in the NBA, fucking all-star caliber player on a championship caliber team. What else are we calling that if not skill? Because it's damn sure not athleticism, right? So um, he can get it from anywhere on the court, and he can create for his teammates as well. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you probably have a better way of putting it. How do you it. see on YouTube – your saved videos. I'm trying to. I was trying to show you uh, something. You can go. If you go on YouTube, it's saved. Like you put it in your watch later. Do you have a playlist mm, for it? Dang, I don't know. But anyways, I had a saved videos or special videos, a, a playlist that I made. It was like 30 videos of Chris Paul. Mm. <laughs> it it was him, and I hate to say it, but I'm gonna be honest. It was him. Kobe, obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, Russell Westbrook that I, I would watch like crazy. <laughs> that no, that, that OKC, <laughs> that OKC mid range dribble pull up, bro. You do you if if anyone ever sees Julio's high school mixtape, his mid ranges were Russell Westbrook ass. That boy was getting three feet in the air on the mid range. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so those are the th- three of the the players that, and obviously Kyrie too. Yeah, the three of the players that I would watch the most. But CP was up there. Like I, I think I had his videos, like the most saved on on, on my YouTube. The way he would play the freaking pick and roll, which <laughs> honestly is w- when I go to the when I used to play, you know, um, rec ball or whatever, sh- like LA Fitness or whatever the case may be, or especially in high school too. <laughs> all I would call, bro, come give me a screen, <laughs> and that that's Chris Paul, right? But is so again is so many things like even when you go to the screen game, it's you're passing uh, uh, in between the two defenders. It's passing around the interior defender. It's between passing motherfuckers' legs. Be, yeah, between legs, over lobs, um, you know, fading left, fading right, spinning one hand pass, one hand it's, pass. It's yeah, so many fucking. So it, it's it's too many layers. Like when we say basketball is art. Like you asked me the other day, would I consider basketball to be art? Hell yeah, because yeah. there's so many different ways that you can be good at it. I digress. Yeah. Um, seven. Are we going? Did I say my eight? I had Chris Paul. Yeah. Seven. Who Who's Eddie? Seven. Embiid. Okay. I didn't even have Embiid on my list. That's interesting. I considered having him off mine, but he ended up at six. It's <laughs> 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 so like I was. I'm. Oh man. Yeah. My seven is. Um. Who's your seven? Book. Book. Which I mean, I'd probably put Jokic now ahead of Booker, mm-hmm. but I mean, we already talked about Booker. Yeah. The the reason I put Booker over like Tatum, let's say, is because he he's better at uh, distributing the ball. I feel like his scoring is probably a little bit more advanced and consistent. I feel like Tatum. This is something that Tatum does that Booker does not do. Is like Tatum will dribble himself into spots he can't get out of sometimes, whereas Tatum yeah. I don't see make that mistake a ton. Um, yeah, that's true. So that was my seven. My Book. seven's James Harden. Too low? I didn't even have him. You don't have James Harden on your list? <laughs> no. That's kind of wild. I, I know. Eddie didn't have Harden on his list either, did he? I I thought he might have forgotten. No, he had him in the honorable mention, right? Oh, he did. I just, the way he's playing now, I think this is. I, the I same think, reason why I can't put DeMar DeRozan on it is the same reason why I can't take Harden off of it. Because it's like, we know what's up with Harden. We know what's up with Harden. 
we know what's up with Harden, bro. He's just playing like this he, for it, too long. It, it's yeah, I hear you, but at the same time, it's like I can't forget. I can't forget. Like when I talk about both hands, finishing, passing, can score from maybe not anywhere, but a, a wide enough variety of places that I can feel comfortable. Like it's not too long ago where Harden would have been top three on anyone's list. I can't take him completely off of it because he's My had a bad year. My top three is untouchable, but four, sure. Okay, for sure. But yeah, I had Harden. That's crazy. Harden not on neither one of y'all lists, huh? I did not think I would be the one. James Harden, on Harden Hill. Yeah, championing James Harden. Um, six. So you're six. You already. I already said my six. Joel Embiid. You didn't have Joel Embiid. Who's your six? Um. Well, you want to do Eddie six first? Yeah. What's Eddie six? Uh, PG. Okay, that's a very Eddie. That's on brand. <laughs> that's very on brand. And my six is PG two. Okay. Yeah. So I had PG too low, Cornell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't really have We're a problem. We're grasping at hairs. Yeah, I, I don't really have a problem with him, uh, putting him, uh, you know, lower. It's just that I think what uh, I I started to recall, like, bro, I used to love this dude so much. Like, yeah, that's that's a good step for you, Julio, to put him at. Don't don't get six. too ahead of yourself. <laughs> that's but, a good step. Maybe we can finally. Uh, I mean, we already talked about him. He could score from the three, from the mid range, in a variety. There's of nothing on a basketball ways. court Paul George can't do. And his handle ability is better than most traditional wings, I guess. And so his skill set is just insane. Yeah. Um. So I guess I gotta talk about why Joel Embiid's on my list, and he's not at six. Yeah. Did he? Was he on Eddie's list? Oh wait, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Uh. Seven. Okay. So, Joel Embiid is on my list. And I said at the top of the show, I was not going to fall into the pit, the rabbit hole of saying, oh, my God, he's seven feet tall. And, you know, the whole, like, video compilation of Kobe doing things and T-Mac doing things and then Joel Embiid doing them, but, like, a lot slower. Like, that's all cute, right? Like, that's cool. I've seen Adam Morrison hit a turnaround okay. jumper. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> um, but to me, it starts inside and out with Joel Embiid. Because he's able to be as fluid and mobile with the ball as he is, that's what a lot of people, um, that's what's rare for big. So that's what a lot of people kind of hang their hat on when it comes to him. But when I think about the best post, like the most refined post games in league history, I think Elijah Wan, I think Jokic, I think Tim Duncan, and Joel Embiid's name is up there for me. Because if Joel Embiid's whole game was relying upon doing Kobe shit, Joel Embiid wouldn't be in the fucking NBA. He'd just be a big dude that's like, oh, that's cool or whatever. I'm not, trying to, I'm, I'm not trying to say the history of the NBA hasn't seen great centers. They obviously have. But let's not kid ourselves. The two best centers right now, outside of... Hakeem and Shaq and uh, Kareem, they're the best centers yeah. of all time. Yeah, 100%. That's indis- – like, they're better than David Robinson. Oh, my God, David. Patrick Ewing. Patrick they're Ewing. Better, like, yeah. They're, they're the best centers of because all time. Because they're, they're the – um, they're like the evolution of what a center can be. Exactly. Um, But they, again, with both of them, and I think this is what gets lost with both of them because they have these wrinkles in their game, whether it's Jokic in the passing or it's uh, Joel Embiid in like, kind of like the mid-post uh, game. 
they have these wrinkles that are things that we're not used to seeing in bigs, but it starts in the post with both of them. You can put them on the block and they can go get a bucket. They both have really good touch. They both have moves and counter moves. You can both put you can put them both in uncomfortable situations with the double team. If it's Jokic, he'll pass out of it. If it's Embiid, sometimes he'll pass out of it. But a lot of times he can power through through and over it. Unlike unlike AD, he'll just fall to the ground. Man. AD's an interesting dude because I feel like a uh, he would have he, he he made a lot I, 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 of folks. I would list, say like. he, he would have been. <laughs> Maybe not top ten. I didn't think of him at all. That's the crazy. He, thing. he would have been like on my list or right outside, um, if this was twenty twenty. I did not think of him. Like his name didn't even register to me. That's crazy. It did. It did for me. But but I feel like Joel Embiid has to be on this list if if Jokic is on this list because a lot of Jokic is, is Jokic is more, more skilled. skilled. Jokic is more skilled, but I. I don't think that Jokic is more skilled in the post than Joel Embiid. I would say Joel Embiid. I would has say a better... he is only because he has no lift. Like his athleticism is so far behind Joel Embiid's. But that, I'm not bro, throwing that sort of context in there, though. I'm not. It I'm has saying, to be. I'm saying because who, you to be as effective as this guy, you got to be better than this guy because you have a disadvantage in comparison to that's that guy. That's fair. I suppose that's fair. But I just know on a given night, Embiid can go for. I mean, this was an MVP. I mean, Jokic is having an MVP caliber season too. But Jokic or fucking Embiid, we haven't seen a big like this dominate in a very long time. Yeah. From a scoring standpoint, um, five. Demar Derozan, him. Oh, okay. I was gonna say you didn't have Demar. Derozan. See, yeah, that, that, I feel like that's. I can't have bias. him on my list. That, that's recency bias. And I'm I'm the biggest Demar Derozan fan. I can't have them on my list over PG, Tatum, and Booker. Yeah. Simple as that. Can't do it. Who's your five? My five is Luca. Luca Magic. Got you. Okay, that's that, that's a first. I I feel like Luca fluctuates anywhere between like three and six. In fairness, eight's too low for him, Eddie. But my five is Curry. Wow, too low for me. Yeah. I can understand it. And now that I'm looking at it, because my four is Jokic, I might flip those. Oh, yeah. You, you got to. Fuck it. I'm doing it. My five is Jokic. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> my five, five is Jokic. My five is Jokic. I called an audible mid-podcast. My five is Jokic. Yeah. My four is Stephen Curry. Okay. Eddie's four is uh, Kyrie. Stop being disrespectful. That's, that's I know you're I know you just. That's that's Eddie being counterculture. Yeah. That's, yeah. Come, <laughs> that's come wild. So Steph is my four. Who's your four? CP. That's kind of high, but I'm not mad at it. Where'd you have CP? I had him um, eight. Oh yeah, yeah. no, I, I got so much. Res- I don't like the dude. Like I really don't. But it's almost like um him and him LeBron and who else? Him LeBron. Yeah, probably him and LeBron. I don't like the dudes. I just I can't take anything away from them. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I can say about your game, CP. The three, the mid-range, the handle, anything that you do is is like it's untouchable, bro. Got you. So I have Steph at four. I'll be interested in hearing why you feel like he should be higher. Because I, I to to an extent I can understand it. Like this is like a weird way to make this argument, but that drill that he did the other day, bro, I know you've seen the video. Which where one? he starts like directly in front of the basket, he hits the floater, the floater. 
floater, oh. mid-range, mid-range, mid-range. Pops that shit all the way back out to the logo and then comes all the way back, back in without missing a shot. Nobody on God's green earth who's ever lived can do that shit. There's just no one. He just he just watches on the court and does it. You know what I mean? Like it, like if anyone else is gonna do it, that's taking them hours. So I can understand that the handle, the finishing, he has it all. But I'm not sure, particularly when it comes to guards, he's the creator for other people that I would like him to be. Bro's an underrated passer. He's an underrated passer, but is he creating? Or is he finding – and I, th- a lot of this might just be because of the fact that he's Stephen Curry and he demands so much attention from the defense that the only sure. passes that he makes are to guys who are open. But he doesn't necessarily pass guys open a lot. And that's the difference for – like, I'm grasping at hairs here because he's number four on my fucking list. But um, is he a passer in the mold of a Chris Paul or a Trey Young or a Darius Garland? No. But it's probably because he's so fucking good at shooting. And like I said – if you're supremely good at something, I have to take that into account. So I can understand why Stephen Curry would be higher, but to me, he's four. Yeah, his lack of, for me at least, even though uh, Eddie would say that his he has a great mid-range shot, I would disagree. But He does it, have a good mid-range his shot. His lack of a mid-range shot for me is just made up and then some by his three. Analytics? Question mark? No. <laughs> no. no. No analytics, Julio. No. Analytics, no. what? Two's worth, three's worth more than two. Um, should we take a pause? No, we got five minutes. Okay. Um, who's your three? Oh, let, let's do Eddie's three. Eddie's three is Yoke. Um, I'm fine with that. Yoke is not over Kyrie, Eddie. And I hope yeah, you really listen to this, bro. Trust me when I tell you, he is not over Kyrie. And this is coming from a dude who used to kind of hate on Jokic, and now I'm, like, one of his biggest fans. But, bro, he is not Kyrie. Anyways, uh, for me, three is Steph. Mm. My three is so solidified, like, nobody can can even puncture that. Mm. Steph, I mean, his passing, his finishing ability, which is crazy for a, a point guard, especially, um, when you see dudes, like, as athletic as Russell Westbrook and athletic as these other dudes, when you talk about like a Kyrie and a Steph, I mean, these dudes are are better than those athletic dudes because of their skill when it comes to finishing. And I mean, the passing, the, the shooting, that goes unsaid. So Steph is my three. My three is Luca, but you made such a good argument. I'm almost rethinking it. I almost wonder if Luca would be my four, Jokic would be my five, and Steph would be my three. But I'll argue to why I had Luca as my three. Is because he has, it's almost like there's no, like. There's no stop for him. There's no stop for Luka. And granted, there's no real stop for Seth either. There's no stop for a lot of these guys. But like, it's like, I can, I can put Luka in the mid post and say, go get me one. I can't do that with Steph. You can't. I can put Luka in the high post and say, do a a high low. I can't do that with Steph. Can't. I could put Luca in just about any situation that you could put any basketball player in on a basketball court, and he'll know what to do. That is fair. I can't say that with Steph. That is fair. Granted, Steph has the supreme shooting, which yeah. I think is fair to elevate him for that. But I, I had to put Luca up there because he and his might passing be the, is more advanced. His passing is definitely more advanced. I would say that Luca's damn near the only player on this list 
of the of the different criteria that I outlined at the very top of the show, he checks the most boxes. If I go back to guard and I say, can you handle the rock with your right and left? Check. Pass the ball. Check. Score at all three levels on both sides of the court. Check. Facilitate a pick and roll. Check. Finish at the rim. Either side, different angles. All three levels of the backboard. Floaters. English. All that good stuff. Check. Can you, uh, the wings, pretty much the same thing. Functional handle, can you score at all three levels? Check. High post, mid post, wherever the, wherever the fuck on the basketball court. Post skills, touch around the rim. Check. How deep is your bag in the post? Check. Do you understand how to utilize rever- leverage, not just be strong? Check. Can I trust you to make decisions in the short roll high post? I haven't necessarily seen it, but I would venture to say probably. How is your fluidity? Fine. Can you have, do you have IQ? Can you read the floor? Check. Is your footwork consistent? Can you, so he checks Every fucking thing that I could think of that makes a skilled basketball player. So yeah. I had to put him in my top three. Yeah. I, had to. I mean, it's fair. Um, especially when, when it comes to the post and high post and low post and uh, corner posts. I mean, that, this is something that s- things that Steph can't do. Right. So uh, now two and one. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> what Eddie's, are we doing? Eddie's two is Steph. Like, that's just an Eddie thing. I, yeah. I get it. I get it. Like, I, I can't get mad at it, but, like, come on now. Yeah, you can't get too mad at it because stuff, but whatever. Right. So your two is KD. My two is KD. My and one is Kyrie. My one is Kyrie. See, when you talk about who's the... Okay, point guards cannot and should not be able to fucking post in the low post, in the high post, in any post, in anywhere. Who's the one player that can Kyrie fucking Irving, bro. And I, I think it's that not shit even explodes like could your not mind. Or should not because it's a distinct advantage if you can. If you uh, have, because you, you have, like, what point guards practice guarding in the post? It hurts my nobody. It, hurt, it hurts my brain. nobody practices that shit. So you have a dude like Kyrie Irving who can that put you on the block and say, "Yeah, come bang with me." And, and it's not like freaking really? Westbrook, like, ah, uh, yeah, ah, uh, it's refined. You know, rocking the bait. Uh, it's, it's refined. <laughs> that shit he did to Steph, Eddie. When he did the, I don't know what he did. He did like a, he did like a one dribble, fake spin, fake spin move, and then like a fake spin move. I don't know what the fuck he did. But that shit he did on Steph, and you know what I'm talking about. Bro, it is so many things you could talk about Kyrie. I would say that the one and two is indisputable. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. If you want to flip the two, I might not be mad at you, but like you can't have anybody but those two at one and two. Yeah. And uh, what makes KD so great is, you know, this is when I remove, uh, in my list, I, I try to, and I remove all, like, God-given talent and ability when it comes to height, jumping ability, and yeah. all that sorts of things. Because when you mash up skill with that natural talent, you get greatness. And right. that's what KD is. Because if you made KD into a fucking 6-1 guard, bro, that, that's Kyrie Irving. Right. <laughs> so it's like, you're still amazing. Yeah. No, it's I hear you 100%. He just skillful. happens to be seven feet. Yeah. Y'all, we do have to get up out of here, but as we're packing up, Julio, rattle off some of your honorable mentions. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, Bradley Beal, Darius Garland, Ja, and C.J. McCollum. So some of mine, Trey Young, C.J. McCollum. I feel like C.J. McCollum is a dude. I wish CJ we weren't. C.J. got to be on there. Yeah, like, like if I wish we weren't leaving right now because C.J. is like, if, if, you don't think, if you don't know and understand C.J. to be one of the most skilled players in the NBA, arguably in NBA history, you're bugging because fucking CJ can go. Um, I had Ja as an honorable mention. Maybe that's just my Memphis it's a know, bias. Bit um, Devin Booker, DeMar DeRozan. But yeah, that was pretty much. I did have Donovan Mitchell as an honorable mention. 
um but yeah man that's the hoop and holler top 10 most skilled nba players would love to hear y'all thoughts on it because it's a very nuanced and layered thing um i feel like it says a lot about how you view the game of basketball where your list is i wish eddie was here because you know I, it's always good to get a little more insight and we can really have like four hours for this 100 percent. i'm honestly impressed that we got it in in this amount of time but we do have to get up out of here y'all thank you all so much for tuning in and we will see you next This has been the Hoop and Holler podcast.